You're listening to. You're listening to. You're listening to. You're listening to. The Life Tree Community Church Podcast. Hey, Life Tree family. I just want to uh, take a moment and introduce our guest speaker this morning. Uh, we had scheduled for the Something New Conference, uh, and this is definitely something new. And so we're going to be. Uh, uh, fortunately, unfortunately, we can't have our conference like we had planned. But fortunately, our guest speaker Greg Hubbard was so. Uh, gracious that he uh, recorded a unique message just for us, uh, something he, he just prayed and felt like this is what God put on his heart for today, for this day. So uh, he sent that to us, and we're going to share that with you in just a moment. Uh, I just want to introduce Greg to you. Greg is uh, one of the one of my favorite preachers. Um, I grew up listening to Greg at summer camps and things like that, and I always was so excited when I heard that he was speaking. He was somebody that was easy to listen to. I really enjoyed just he uh, brought a ton of energy and was always so dynamic, but uh, somewhere towards the last, you know, three quarters of the message, when I knew he was starting to wind up, I'd also get this anxious pit in my stomach knowing that I'm probably going to have to respond here. Greg just has a gift for, uh, for bringing it home, for really helping us understand what he's saying and, and applying it to our lives. And I really want to encourage you to, to go into this message open and allow whatever Greg shares in these next few moments just to to meet you where you are and um, from kids to adults he, it really he's got a gift so i want to just encourage you listen and can we just open in prayer heavenly father i just want to invite you right now to speak to us god i ask you to uh, prepare our hearts for what we're about to hear lord you know that we we, we hope to hear this in person but lord through through uh, this 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 medium's a little different but god you can still speak i believe you've got a message that you put on Greg's heart that we need to hear. And so as he comes to share, God, would you just help our hearts to receive and be responsive to what you put uh, on his heart and help, help us to hear what you have to say to us today. It's in your great name we pray. Amen. Amen, church. And uh, so without any further ado, here's Greg. Good morning, Pastor Dan. Life Tree Community Church. Greg Hubbard here. Uh, so disappointed that we're not live together this morning. But I appreciate Pastor Dan, his vision for allowing me to share a word uh, this morning to each of you, and uh, Lord willing, we're hoping that we get to meet face-to-face, but, but God has different plans, and this is something new, but to know God has put upon Pastor Dan's heart. So I want to take you through moments this morning, and I want to go to God's Word, so I want you to open your heart, because I believe in this, this different, unprecedented season that the world is living in today, that God has a word for each of us for this hour, right now, Right where you sit. I want to read this morning from the book of Ephesians. It's in chapter 2, beginning at verse 19. Here's what Paul wrote of what he's saying to you and I this morning. Consequently, you are no longer foreigners and strangers, but fellow citizens with God's people and also members of his household. Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets with Christ Jesus It says, with Christ Jesus himself as the chief cornerstone. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you two are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. It was a number of years ago, a family had dinner together. Dinner was over. Family was about the house when... A little girl was sitting at a kitchen table and she had her papers out in crayons and was drawing a picture. Uh, mom and dad were about the different errands of the house and uh, chores and mom looked back and saw her daughter just drawing a picture 
and just said to her, honey, what are you, what are you drawing? And she said, the little girl never looked up, but she said, mom, I'm drawing a picture of God. Her mother turned around and said, honey, that's so sweet, but uh, you really maybe shouldn't do that because uh, nobody knows what God looks like. And the daughter paused for a second and she said to her mother, well, they'll know what God looks like when I get done drawing a picture of him. In this season that we find ourselves in this morning, Paul's given us in the book of Ephesians a picture of who God is. And what he wants to do and be in the life of every person living on the face of the earth. And Paul talks about a phrase. It's often familiar among believers around the world. Uh, there are songs written about Christ, the cornerstone. And most of us, if you serve the Lord for any length of time, you have heard the phrase, the cornerstone. But if you study your Bible, that phrase, cornerstone, and Peter talks about the living stone. But that phrase cornerstone doesn't speak of one type of a stone. It speaks of three distinct stones, each with a separate function and purpose, that together they paint a picture of who Jesus is and what he wants to be in all of our lives. Uh, let's begin with the, the most familiar area, and that's when he talks in Ephesians about Jesus Christ being our cornerstone. I'm not a builder. Maybe you're a builder, but I know this. That a cornerstone is the primary stone at the the center of of any structure that literally unites that building and holds it all together. That cornerstone supports the entire building. And because of its it's irreparable, there's, there's no other stone like it. There's other stones, but there's no stone like the cornerstone. And because of its importance and because of its placement to unite the building, uh, the cornerstone, it brings stability and it brings a sense of assurance and a sense that it will maintain and stay in one place. When you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior, at the moment of your conversion, Jesus becomes your cornerstone. And the Bible talks a lot about the importance of having a right foundation. But in fact, Jesus said in Matthew 7, he said these words at verse 24. Therefore, everyone who puts and hears these words among the practice is a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house. Yet it did not fall because it had in its foundation on the rock. But everyone... Who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice is like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rains came down, the streams rose, the winds blew, but against the house, and it, and it fell with a great crash. I, I'm not sure there's ever been a time where we need to make sure we're building our lives on the right foundation as the time we're living in right now. Uh, we sat in airports, was in Dallas airport a few days ago, and the fear was almost tangible. I could hear fear. I could see fear. I saw a man in a store just go off with emotion just two days ago. Uh, when, when is this all going to stop? Uh, we're living again in days that we've never known before. All of the more reason to make certain that Jesus Christ is your sure foundation. 
And my prayer for each of you listening today, if you have not made a decision to become a follower of Jesus, I'm not asking you, I'm begging you, even this moment, to say to the Lord Jesus, forgive me for all my sins and come into my heart and, and Lord, make me brand new. The moment you receive Jesus Christ as your Savior, that is the actual moment that Jesus becomes your cornerstone and you begin to build your life on the only sure foundation. Uh, and the scripture we read a moment ago, uh, again, storms are going to come. And uh, not everybody makes it through that same storm. Some uh, uh, structures will collapse. But when Jesus is your foundation, you'll make it through storms others are not going to make it through. So I'm asking you to take a second and ask yourself, this isn't about religion. This isn't about being a good person. This is about becoming a fully devoted follower of Jesus. And that's where Paul t- talked about it in, in First Corinthians, about being a, a wise builder. So I want to challenge you in this season now to become a wise builder and make sure that you and your family have Jesus Christ as your cornerstone, your sure foundation. But he's more than a cornerstone. Uh, the same scripture in Ephesians talks not only about a cornerstone, but it talks in the book of Ephesians, in the passage we read a little bit ago, that in him, verse 21 says, the whole building is joined together. Jesus, the foundation, our cornerstone. That same Jesus, at the moment of your salvation, he becomes your keystone. Now, what does that mean? If you're a builder, a keystone is such a, a critical part of any structure. It's known to architects as an architectural wonder. The keystone is a center stone at the summit of an arch. When an arch is built, there's, there's two, three parts. There's one side, there's the other side, but they cannot stand by themselves. But once you build one side and build the other side, in order for the arts to stand, you must place in the center what's known as the keystone. And uh, it's amazing. I, 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 we live now in Pennsylvania, which is known as the Keystone State. Uh, there's, there's Keystone Bank. There's Keystone Realty. PA, the, the Keystone State. Because of its central location in the original states. Jesus wants to be your keystone. But this is so important. And you're saying, well, Greg, you know what? We have this, this pen, uh, this, all the, the virus and all, all the things happening all over the globe. What is so important about Jesus Christ being my keystone? Well, here's the good news. When Jesus becomes your cornerstone, he then becomes your keystone. Because like the, those arches that cannot stand by themselves, it is the presence of the keystone that allows the arch to bear weight and to bear pressure. It is the keystone that literally holds the arch together. Uh, you know, it's, it's very common right now to, to ask folks during this season that we're all in, how, how are you holding it up? How's your family doing? Uh, we're, we're calling loved ones and the elderly and, and those that may be uh, uh, more in danger of the virus. And, and uh, we're asking our neighbors or friends, well, how are you doing? How, how are you holding up? And the comments you'll often hear 
is I'm just trying to keep it together. I'm just trying to hold it together. Uh, uh, you talk to others, maybe a broken marriage, and, and I talked to them recently in Baltimore. I was so broken, marriage falling to pieces. And I came every night to our services. There. I, I would say, brother, how are you? He says, man, it's tough. I'm just trying to hold it together. I've got great news. The moment you accept Jesus as your Savior, you'll never again in your own strength ever have to hold it together all by yourself. Because Jesus Christ is your keystone. So who am I talking to right now? And you're watching this and your grip of fear. That sense of what about tomorrow? Uh, those whose jobs are suspended. Those who wonder, how am I going to pay my rent? Or how am I going to pay my mortgage? Or what, what about my children? What about my future? I, I've got a word for you. That Jesus, who is your foundation, he is also your keystone. And although the devil want to tear you to pieces, when you choose to stand on the rock, Jesus will keep you together at all times. Uh, you and I both know people, I'm sure, who've gone through some difficult times and uh, maybe tragedy and difficulties and, and, uh, and, and they seem to walk in peace and they walk in victory. How, how can that happen? The answer is simple. Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. You will never encounter anything in your life that in itself can tear to pieces. Because the one you stand upon, Christ, your rock foundation, he's also your keystone. So no matter who you are, no matter how heavy your heart is this morning, no matter what questions you may have about the future, you and I can know with assurance that we're being held together by the hands of the Lord Jesus Christ. And when you belong to God, God has an amazing history of taking care of that which belongs to him. And so the good news is this. When Jesus is your foundation, uh, your cornerstone, uh, when Jesus is your keystone, uh, we're grateful. He holds it all together. I, I love Isaiah 41.10. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. And how about this? I will oppose you with my righteous right hand. I love Psalm 18, verse 1, where it says, I love you, Lord, for you are my strength. My prayer in this season that we find ourselves in, that you walk with a fresh revelation. That God's bigger than every battle you'll ever face. He's your cornerstone, and Jesus is your keystone. But he's more than that. You ever, just as you follow the Lord for a number of years, and, and, uh, and you begin to realize and his greatness and his beauty more and more as we follow the Lord Jesus Christ. The Jesus who is our cornerstone. The same Jesus who is our keystone, according to our scripture. And again, this is all out of the original text. When it speaks about the stone or the cornerstone, it speaks of cornerstone, keystone, but it concludes with the capstone. Ephesians talks about this in the original text in Ephesians, where it says it rises. It rises to become. And now there in Ephesians chapter 2, it says it's the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple and the Lord. And that's where we get the word capstone. Now, what does that mean? 
For those who are builders and are architects, the capstone is the highest stone in any pyramid. It's actually known as the top stone. It's also referred to as the stone of glory. The purpose of the capstone and the structure, like the one I'm in, like the one you're in, the capstone, it simply protects the structure from outside forces coming in, moisture, whatever they may be. And uh, what the capstone does is it actually seals, it seals the structure from outside forces. I'm grateful that if you've made Jesus your foundation, once he becomes your savior, he's your cornerstone. He's now your keystone. He literally holds you together through every season of life. And he also becomes your capstone. He seals you. He covers you. He protects you. I love what it says there in Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21. Now it is God who makes both us and you stand firm in Christ. He anoints us, set a seal of ownership on us, put a spirit in our hearts as a deposit, guarantee what is to come. When you accept Jesus as your Savior, he's your foundation. He holds you together. But he also covers you. He seals you in. Now, what does that mean? It means God's got your back. It means he covers you. It means he is your protector. Uh, the whole idea of being sealed. If you were to walk into a Lord, I know now going in a grocery store, uh, now is a lot different than a month ago. But if you're to walk in a local grocery store and go in and, and look at a gallon of ice cream or a, a liter of Coca-Cola, if the seal is broken, it's as somebody's tempered with that product. When a seal is broken, it's as somebody has attacked the owner of that product. And remember Jesus dying on the cross, put in the borrowed tomb of Joseph, and the leaders that put a seal around that tomb, along with that two-ton stone, had got but a seal. But of course, when Jesus rose up from the dead, the seal was broken. When you and I accepted Jesus, well, you're sealed by the Spirit. Now, what does that mean? Does it mean we never go through the hard times? Of course, the Bible says the rain falls on the just and the unjust. Jesus said, in the world, you're going to have trouble. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. But what does it mean to be sealed, to be covered? What does it mean to have Christ the capstone? It means this. No matter what you go through in your life as a follower of Jesus Christ, he has sealed you in. He has covered you. He is your protector. He's your, your seal. He watches over you. Even during seasons and times, you're not even aware that it's happening. We're praying that during this time of the outbreak of this virus, that we're all praying it ends soon. But as a follower of Jesus Christ, for us, we walk with grace and with peace and a sense that we are on the firm foundation. He's our, 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 our keystone. He's holding us together, but also not walking in fear because we are sealed by the Spirit. He's protecting us. You know, when I accepted Jesus, I'm going to close in prayer in just a moment. When I accepted Jesus when I was 17 years old, I went to church at 17 because a girl asked me to go to church. Only reason I went. Sat there that night, accepted Jesus as my Savior, was blasted by the grace of God. Had, I couldn't go home that night and say, Mom and Dad, I get it all these years. And, but I, 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 my family was, was not, not following Christ. But that night, Jesus, 
He's, he changed my life, forgave my sins, and, and, uh, and, and I, I had no idea the fullness. I, I knew he saved me, but I didn't know the fullness of, uh, of who he was and what that meant to be a follower of Christ. But it was about two weeks into my, my walk with Jesus when a student came up to my public high school out of the blue, because I was reading my Bible, telling people about Jesus, just everyone I could talk to. And this one young man, we'll call him Sean, because his name is actually Sean. And, uh, and Sean said, hey, Greg, I heard you're spiritual. And um, I, again, I was a new believer. I said, yes, I am. And he said, I'm spiritual too. I said, Sean, that's amazing. I, I had no idea you were spiritual. And Sean said, but I worship Satan. I was so taken back. I was all new to this. I said, Sean, you mean like I, I saw the exit? I said, you mean like you worship the devil? He said, yes, my family. We, my father's a leader of the satanic. He said, I've grown up worshiping Satan. And he said, I, I, I knew you loved sports and were an athlete, but I, I had no idea you were spiritual. So I, I brought a book and he said, I want to lend you my satanic Bible. I didn't know that there was one. And now if I look back now, no, I would have said, Sean, you know, thanks. I'd like to talk to you, but I don't really want to read that, but with all respect. But I was so naive, and I said, Sean, well, sure, I'll take you, whatever. I took his satanic Bible. I remember big old red book, hard, hard cover with black print. I put it in my locker with my gym stuff and my books, and it went throughout my day. And again, he did not give it. It was on loan. And uh, the day comes to a close, and went with my locker. And zero someone loan you something, but then you lose it. I looked, I looked, I could not find Sean's book in that locker. And uh, I remember, I'm thinking, you know, you ever lose something? And people ask you, but where's the last place you had it? That's always an encouragement. But I looked all over, I couldn't find it. I ignored Sean for two weeks. But finally, when I looked, I'm looking in the car, I'm, I'm looking in places I knew I never, I just was desperate. But finally, I approached him, I said, Sean, you know what? I, I said, I, I have no idea, I, 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 don't know, I don't know what your Bible is, man. He said, you know what, I said, Sean, I, I was reading about my locker, I put it in my, you know, Sean, you put it, I never bought it. I said, Sean, I don't know what happened to your Bible. He was so gracious and so kind. It, with, a, with a gentle spirit, he let me off the hook and said, well, Greg, I feel bad. It was my, my whatever. I said, Sean, I'm so sorry, whatever. And, and the question is this. I, I wondered for many years, not too many years after, but I wonder what happened to that book in my locker. For some, this might sound outward, but when Jesus is your cornerstone, I mean, would you give your life to Jesus Christ? And he is your firm foundation. When you have him as your capstone, he's your, he's also your keystone, your capstone. I, and he covers you, protects you. I am convinced that some are doing, I know for some out there, but I don't believe so. I serve a supernatural God who doesn't take it lightly when the devil attacks one of his children. And I believe to this day, that God, when well, he sent a, an angel to walk down my high school and reach in my locker and grab that book out, I have no idea exactly what happened, but I am convinced that Jesus took that book out of my locker. Greg, how come? Because he saw a baby new believer. He saw a young follower of Christ. He saw someone that just made Christ their cornerstone and already under an attack of the devil. But God stepped in and said, I'll do for you what you can't do for yourself. I'm going to hold you together, and I'm going to cover you and protect you.
There's somebody breathing, watching this right now. And Jesus is saying to you today, right now, in this season. He's saying, be sure you're building your life on the right foundation. Make sure that Jesus is your sure foundation. And when you do that, my friend, you walk through things you never thought you could ever walk through. With peace and joy and grace. And you walk with a fresh revelation. He's watching. He's covered us. My prayer for each of you listening today is that if you've never received Christ, that today would be your day. But if Jesus is your Savior, that you'd walk with a fresh sense that my God's bigger and my God's stronger and my God's greater. And in this season, I will not cower in fear, but I'll rise up and share the light and the hope of Jesus Christ to a lost and broken world. If you've never accepted Christ as your Savior, your pastor will probably come in a moment. But if you've never given your heart to Jesus, pray this prayer after me right now. Just lift a hand up before the Lord and pray this prayer. Dear Jesus, I'm asking you right now to do what nobody else can do. To come into my heart and to forgive all my sins. I receive you now as my Savior. And as my Lord, from this moment forward, I choose to walk with you. Thank you for taking away my sins, for the hope of eternal life. Help me to always stay by your side, to never look back, to never go back, but to walk with you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, for saving my soul. I'll never be the same again. In your name I pray. Amen. And for those of you that know Jesus as Savior, this is your time to rise, walk in faith, and let the love of Christ shine through you to a broken world. God bless you today. Wow, that was a great message. Uh, just so, uh, so, so powerful. And those three, those three stones, right? The, the cornerstone, right? The, the keystone and the capstone. That God is just, he's all three of those for us today. And if that message spoke to you today and you would just like to take a, a next step or feel like there's some way that you want to respond, I want to encourage you. Our pastors are available. We're here uh, right below on, on our on our webpage on wearelifetree.com, uh, Sundays at Home. You, you'll see that link. Uh, at the bottom of the page, there's a connection card, a virtual connection card that you can fill out. And if you do that, we'll follow up with you this week. And just would well, love to reach out to you, connect with you, and just sort of process what God is saying to you, what he's doing in your heart. So if that's, if that's you today, I just want to encourage you to take a moment, fill that out, and one of our pastors will be sure to call you this week and, and follow up with you. Um, so, so grateful to, to Greg for doing that, uh, for taking the time to share with us today. Thank you, and I uh, can't wait to see everybody in person. Until then, be safe, wash your hands, and love you, church. We'll see you soon. God bless. Thanks for listening to our podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our church, Or if you'd like to connect with us online, just visit wearelifetree.com.